Welcome to the Circular South Conversations, a podcast in which we build upon insights gathered and questions raised within the context of Circular South. Within the New South neighborhood of Antwerp in Belgium, the project aims to enable a more sustainable, more circular way of living among its inhabitants. By utilizing such things as smart technologies, behavioral nudging, and a blockchain reward system, the local community is supported to reduce their consumption patterns in terms of water, materials, and energy use, and drive down the generation of waste. Circular South is funded by the Urban Innovative Actions Program, an initiative of the European Union promoting pilot projects in the field of sustainable urban development. The project is led by the City of Antwerp and carried out in collaboration with project partners IMEC, Vito Energyville, Energy ID, EcoPower, Digipolis, Kingwinkle Antwerp, and Pantopicon. My name is Nick Barton and I'll be your host. Enjoy! François, welcome to this uh, podcast. Thank you. Hello. I um, I'd like to start out. Uh, I'd like to start out perhaps by giving you a few minutes to to introduce yourself to uh, to our audience. Okay, so I'm I'm François Jégou. I'm uh, leading uh, here in Brussels uh, a lab that I like to to explain as a social innovation and policy innovation lab. I've worked. Uh, 25 years now, uh, on um, design and behaviors and changing behaviors, uh, I hope, toward more sustainable, more resilient, uh, more inclusive ways of living, um, working mainly um, with bottom-up uh, uh, organizations, uh, and more recently, in the last 10 years, working on this public innovation, so working from the side of public authorities and uh, trying to help them to um, better understand and better collaborate with, uh, with citizens. Uh, I'm involved concretely uh, as uh, expert for uh, your back programs, um, uh, also here uh, as a sort of um, uh, mediator or interpreters in terms of culture of governance between uh, cities uh, that work together uh, in, uh, in uh, three years networks on uh, a dedicated policy like uh, um, uh, urban uh, agriculture or temporary use of vacant spaces or more recently uh, um, organic canteen um, and um, just to reconnect with our uh, um, topic uh, I'm also an uh, uh, expert for urban innovative action working with uh, uh, starting to work with the city of Ghent in Belgium on cultural heritage on their project which is called the uh, Co-Ghent collection of Ghent wonderful um François, as you mentioned, uh, working with uh, both the bottom-up side of these processes as well as the um, the more top-down, there, there needs to be a, a, a good meet in the middle, I would say, with uh, if you want to guarantee the success of these projects. Where would you situate that uh, that sweet spot of, of meeting in the middle between those two approaches? Shall we call it a middle-down or a middle-up? <laughs> it's always, you know... The... The issues of um, the, the bottle, which is alfenti or of alfool. Um, 
I, I wanted maybe to disagree a little bit with with you. It's it's um, um, for me. I, I'm I'm trying to uh, help the typical uh, top down to be bottom up and 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 vice versa, which is maybe less clear, but but to help the the, the public authorities to uh, change their their way of, of governing, their way of uh, um, developing public action in order to adopt um, more collaborative, cooperative uh, uh, ways of working. So typically when, um, as recently we, we worked with the 27 Region in, in building uh, a, a policy innovation lab on the metropole of Lille, um, then a policy innovation lab is um, not only an infrastructure or, or um, a place which is a new functions delegated to innovation. It's also uh, an attempt uh, uh, of this place, of this lab, to uh, transform the way civil servants are working, their reflex, their, their, uh, to, to, to change uh, this approach to uh, uh, engage more with a population, to uh, have tools and, and, and approaches that help them to uh, collaborate better with uh, the different stakeholders. So it's actually um, a transformation of both. Uh, if I can give a, a good example. Recently, um, we were working uh, with a strategic design scenario as uh, here in uh, research um, called uh, Collaborative City in, uh, in Brussels. It's always the same name, but because we try to be consistent with our topic. Um, and uh, we, we noticed that uh, it's collaboration between the topic is collaboration between public authorities and um, uh, local uh, citizen movement, uh, uh, formal or informal citizen movement. And um, one very simple thing that we notice is that they don't know each other. And, um, and uh, if you only start uh, the very simple, typical way of, you know, having a, a mutual presentation and one is presenting the other, um, this triggered a very good um, feeling because, because not only um, citizen, uh, um, public administration notice that, in fact, they administrate the citizen, as they say, um, but they don't know them very much. They, are, they know them formally because they are registered as a non-for-profit and so on and so on. So they, they are not a lot of time on the field really understanding. But what was well, even more surprising and that may be obvious is that citizens admit that they are very often complaining with public administration, but they don't know the public administration. So we had a um, guided tour and uh, where, for example, we, we had citizens um, following um, physically 
the, the demand, they, 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 they ask for subsidies for uh, uh, putting some, some boxes with, you know, typical uh, community gardens boxes in the street. And they were always um, wondering why it took so, such a long time for an administration to answer. And uh, we proposed to them to follow of a demand to follow their, their, their piece of paper uh, in all the offices and understand why it takes so much time. And, and it's interesting because mm. they came back and said, mm, I understand that our uh, question is not that, that simple. And that if you want, for example, to, to cross-check that it's still aligning with democratic principle, that we are not doing that and we, we will not entrain any kind of uh, other um, part of a city that, that uh, could be affected uh, with this uh, something that we thought was simple, like uh, uh, boxes and, and some vegetable in that. Um, so there is a, you know, a, a bringing, a bridging and bringing together of the bottom up and the top down so that the bottom up is not so bottom up anymore, and the top down is not so bottom up any so so top down anymore. You mentioned that uh, a lot of the, if not most of the context in which you work, there's there's some kind of idea of transitioning towards or helping people and communities and and other stakeholders to transition towards uh, a more sustainable uh, version of their um, their context. One could say. Uh, whether that's uh, with respect to food, whether it's with respect to um, mobility, uh, with vacant, uh, spatial planning or urban planning. Um, within the Circular South project, um, we also ran into the notion that that the circular economy or the circular society um, is often um, associated with material flows more than, for example, energy flows, although they're uh, uh, an inherent part of the picture as well and a very important one. Um, how would you connect energy as a topic to, um, to the circular society uh, as such? How, how do you feel energy, uh, the energy equation is, is part of this um, uh, element and, and how would you connect it to the other topics? Yes, it's a, it's a very good question because the answer is very difficult, in fact, because uh, in these experience that we had um, in, in researching on behavior change, energy is a sort of intangible and, um, and it's boring, if I may say, <laughs> altogether. Um, it's difficult to uh, raise people awareness on energy and on uh, even uh, its place in circular economy because it's uh, very intangible because we have lived um, some decades uh, of consumerism that even even that the energy crisis is very <clears throat> it started from a long time and concern on energy started from a long time. Uh, I have the impression still as a designer that the, the way the energy is um, visible and represented in, in household, it's still um, very aligned with uh, the 
the, the 50s or 60s ideal of uh, the same temperature uh, everywhere, central eating, where you, you don't see the eating anymore. You have uh, diffuse lighting. And uh, I mean, it, it's sort of a natural, as if it was uh, natural for any uh, house or apartment to have the same temperature everywhere, to have lights everywhere. So um, the, at that time where, where energy was not a problem, the ideal was um, we don't have to take care of that energy. So um, when uh, uh, we had, uh, had um, um, you know, a lot of difficulty to... Uh, put uh, wood in the fire or to put coal in the fire and, and collect the coal in the canteen of the wood. And um, that was very pregnant, pregnant in, 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 the, in, in, in life. And uh, now, um, afterward, uh, I think modernity was uh, the happiness of not having to care anymore for that. And our environment is still... Uh, but it's also true for water consumption. Huh? It's still coming from that age of modernity where I should not care for that. I don't have to care. I mean, the, it is provided. It is like uh, like hair. Huh? I don't have to to take care of more or less of the hair I'm breathing, and I don't have to take care of the energy. Even though that from three decades now, we are suffering, we are talking about that in media, we are talking about the necessity to reduce the consumption of energy. Still, the, the message that the radiator is giving to you is, I, I, I do the job, don't care. The, the thermostat, for example, take that. I mean, if you want to look at the temperature of a thermostat of a, or, or a a thermometer in the house. It's still some things that you have to be at 10 centimeter or 20 centimeter according to your age of the object to understand what it is. When, for example, um, the time is something that you can look from more far away. You had clocks that are, we are distributing time, as we said in industry, giving time to people. So some things that you see, when you see a, a radiator, uh, you don't see if it's warm or not. Uh, it's it, you don't see if it what is doing, what is bringing. So it's really for me a very um, uh, deep change that we have to make in 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 the the way this energy is present. I'm not saying that it should be a uh, you know, another more burden on the shoulder of uh, of the user of the household. But it's certainly a, a good balance that should be. So it should be not mm. too transparent, not too obvious, and it shouldn't be also not too, you know, a, a pain in the neck as it was when my grandmother was collecting wood. I, th I think that, that touches upon a few very... Um uh, very interesting points. On the one hand, as you mentioned, there's there's this level of abstraction in terms of people's connotation with energy, right? We've abstracted it almost away from or, or beyond the uh, our direct sphere of, uh, I would say, almost interest or at least interaction with uh, energy more directly. 
uh, technology has definitely played a, a big role in that, and I'll, I'll come to that in uh, in a few uh, few minutes. Um, on the other hand, we've had a lot of discussions, for example, in the uh, consortium as we were working on, um, um, as as you know, in the Circular South project, the uh, families would um, get a, a smart reader installed freely that would give them more insight into their, into their energy consumption. And to to bring the consumption in line with the uh, with the production patterns in terms of okay between eleven in the morning and three in the afternoon, uh, most solar energy is produced. So it's better actually to to focus your consumption also within this period. And so they would have an application connected to the smart meter that would nudge them and that would influence the behavior uh, in 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 this uh, preferable direction. Now we've had some discussions about what is the, um, the the better way of lowering the level of abstraction of energy, of making it more meaningful in a, from an everyday life point of view, and because we we take a, still take a, tend to take a very um, quantitative approach. We talk about kilowatt hours, um, whereas for most people, doesn't make um, sense. Too warm or too cold <laughs> in terms of uh, heating, for example, mm-hmm. uh, is more meaningful. Um, I remember actually being, uh, I think it was actually in a, in, in one of the uh, workshops you and I did many years ago where I participated in one of your uh, workshops, uh, where from a designer point of view, I said, well, it could actually be more meaningful for people if you make would make a, um, the light switch harder to push if it were mm-hmm. not a good moment mm-hmm. for them to switch on the light from an energy consumption point of view and make it easier in the moments where it's, okay, you can do it now um, and you're still going to be consuming, but at least whether it's from a price point of view or um, an impact on natural resources point of view, uh, it could, would be a more direct uh, thing, not aimed for interpretation through the brain, mm-hmm. but directly sensible uh, through, through touch, basically. So that's a way to translate uh, information um, in, mm-hmm. th- I mean, spread it across different senses, but also make it more direct. Um, what are other ways do you think that might help people to uh, to reconnect to their their lives in terms of energy consumption and, and, and production that would move away mm-hmm. slightly perhaps from the kilowatt hour kind of discussion to something that's more meaningful uh, to them. Maybe personally. just coming back to your example, well, that I, I fully shared and, and we have, uh, I think in the research that you are mentioning, um, uh, where you took part, um, we, we developed this kind of uh, object to control lightning or, or, or temperature that uh, that we are not talking to your intellect but we are talking that 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 n- did not need to be um reflected you know what i think um mm-hmm. um with uh, apps that are engaging uh, user responsibility is that we we still have a sort of cognitive saturation with the, the the many apps that are competing to have a part of our attention, um, and unfortunately for energy, this is less 
attractive than the, the last series uh, on, on uh, that is on TV on, on your smartphone or, or the news coming on on uh, on a website. So it's uh, it's something which is not really rewarding, even if you get some reduction the, the, at the end of a of a year. The, the money that you reduce is not that uh, significant. So um, it's more a question for me, and I come back to your example of uh, um, of having to deal with uh, this energy in a more fluid way, where you don't have to think and to measure and to open your apps and and so on and so on. So I prefer. Um, um, to design uh, a water tap, for example, or light switch, which is not too easy to open, not, again, not too difficult to open, but maybe, and that's a very important issue in terms of design, is that for decades, um, the, the motto was uh, the ergonomy uh, of uh, appliances. So, as easy as possible to use. And, and it was a goal. And I think mm. that now it should be an object of the project. So the project is not to make the tap or the light switch as easy as possible, is to make it, to, to think what is the right level of easiness and difficulty uh, in that. And what, um, how can we make um, we, we, we developed a series of light switch, for example, that uh, we're uh, mm. trying to say uh, the problem is that parents are always shouting on kids because they leave the, the or between each other, not only on kids, um, they leave the lights on. So because the affordance, the, what, what light switch are, are, are uh, inducing you to do is to switch on the light and uh, at the end of it you you come back to your living room and at the end of uh, your your apartment and at the end of the uh, evening all the light are on because for example you don't have uh, when you switch one on uh, it should switch another off for example and, and we developed this uh, this also uh, like uh, you're pushing harder uh, issue. Another thing, maybe so. So this is to put the control uh, not a, at an intellectual level that require attention to you, but uh, at the level of what kind of behavior the objects that are making this control are inducing. Uh, in in when you turn on the light or when you use the tap, mm -hmm. and, and maybe another example mm -hmm. is is maybe that um, you know coming back to um, the history uh, in a certain way of um, our concerns and, and, and household engagement with energy. So my grandmother had to uh, collect. Uh, uh, wood or coal and, and bring it and uh, it was dirty and it was uh, you had to clean the oven blah 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 everything you know and then modernity came and um, uh, you, you everything disappeared it was uh, 
uh, happy life for 10, 20 years, and then energy was uh, beginning to miss, and, uh, and we tried to re-engage the people in considering what uh, modernity has, has made maybe too easy to... to... I, I have the impression, the same impression when you, you see roads in, in cities, you know, uh, before there was no roads, and uh, we build roads so that bicycles, cars, or anything that is rolling could uh, circulate quicker, better, and so on, so on. And then we noticed that it was too efficient, and um, we put obstacles uh, on the roads and uh, slowing, uh, raising awareness on the speed, slowing uh, the electronic or, or physical on, on the road. So, here you see with this example, in a certain way, the absurdity where we had too much engagement, we relieve that engagement, and now we are developing an app that helps you to control the speed. But maybe the road itself should not be that smooth so that the speed is something that you don't notice. Mm. The, 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 the cars or the bicycles should not be maybe that smooth. So that, as you your example, when you drive on the street and that you drive more than 30 kilometers per hour in, in, in a city like Brussels, uh, then uh, you notice it mm -hmm. because it, it's not smooth. It, it, uh, it's... Uh, 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 you know, like like the bicycle of my grandfather. So everything was falling apart if he, he was um, going too quick on on uh, roadblocks, for example. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which which brings me kind of to the to the second point is is actually that um, a lot of the ways in which we uh, nowadays are, are utilizing technology in in, in this context is in providing people with, with insight or information on how well or how badly they're doing mm -hmm. uh, to, uh, compared to one ideal. Uh, but we're basically leaving them in the position, not only where they can still make a decision, but where they are the, the one agent of change that's supposed to make mm -hmm. the decision. We've had some, some discussions also with the technology partners in the, um, in the project where we said, well, that that's one way to go about things. Another way would could be that we say, okay, listen, um, do we want people to spend their time on these things? I mean, raising awareness is is one thing, but there's going to be a phase in which it's going to become more of a nuisance. Would you like technology then to still leave the decision up to you, or function as a kind of comfort service that takes an informed decision on behalf of you? I mean, you might still have some level of control over it but um it would basically take away uh, some of the frictions that we were talking about but in a slightly different sense um so technology would, would fulfill a different role and so in, in that sense you could say it's almost a, uh, a way of saying ah we cannot bet on people making the right choices all the time uh there are some uh, or we don't want them to be constantly having to think about it um, there might be cases in which we we leave it to technology to, to make the decisions for us. And you mentioned the thermostats before. Uh, we've seen in the past years a whole um, a whole range of so-called smart thermostats come onto the market that they would actually save you a significant uh, amount of money more than you could do by taking decisions individually. 
because they would observe and slightly adjust um, your 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 energy consumption, comparing it to your pattern of life, basically, or what you would uh, teach it somehow. How do you look at those? There's two ways of of utilizing um, technology in this context. Mm, as well. I, I'm not sure that uh, these thermostats are really uh, uh, helping you to spare a lot, uh, because um, at least from from what we research, we have the impression that, uh, of course, when when you take um, an average family, um, it doesn't exist, of course, but if we take an average family, a theoretical average family or a statistical one, um, um, the first time you, let's say that they never think once in their, in, of, on energy. The first, at the beginning, when you raise this awareness, they may find some problems. You know uh, that they take uh, half an hour uh, showers, or uh, that they the swimming pool if they have a swimming pool is consuming a lot, or that they uh, leave the light on, or that they don't have you know these problems. Mm-hmm. And then then you can spare quite a lot just uh, uh, looking for standby mode uh, on all uh, catching the standby mode, but. Afterward, mm. the problem is that you have to change your way of living. You have to not to be in your living room in t-shirt in winter. You have to take a, a pullover, and you have to go uh, um, not in twenty degrees by eighteen degrees or seventeen degrees, and 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 that's. Uh, uh, or, or you have to shower uh, like in the camping uh, when you, when you have to put a, a coin in in the shower and then you you are very quick you, you notice that in one minute you can shower and you don't need thirty minutes. So we have here this the hard part of uh, of, of behavior change mm. and um, therefore uh, coming back to your two uh, situation. I think that it should be a little bit a mix between between the two. Uh, I know that it's not an answer, but yeah. uh, um, um, but let's say um, I am very interested in food and uh, in in growing food and in cooking it and so on and so on. But my neighbor is playing the violin. And he's not interested in growing his food. And he's, because he's interested, and I'm happy to listen his violin, but I'm not able to play. So, I mean, um, probably there is not one who is right or more sustainable and one who is wrong. Um, both are right on that. And this is true also in your own life. Maybe you are uh, a passionate biker and, and you would never buy a car, but mm. uh, you are showering a lot when you go out, uh, out of your bike because you sweat in this time, not today, but uh, less <laughs> last week. And um, so you will have certain aspect of your life where you have interest you want to get in control, to improve, to monitor, to, and other aspect of your life, of other moment, of aspect and moment in your life where um, you are interested to cook in uh, in the weekend, but you want a very quick solution to eat in in the week because you are working a lot. So it's totally different. So 
this means that the two, uh, and that's good with new technologies, that with uh, um, information technology, is that you can switch it on or off. You can you can get in control and and and, uh, and get out of of control mm. on that. And uh, um, it's generally it's how softwares are made. So you get uh, uh, a standard use. Uh, of the software which is recording recording his podcast, but sometimes the standard use does not satisfy you. So therefore, you in you you reset, you get re, you go back in control, and uh, you would be mad if the technology will prevent you to go back in control, um, and you change the settings of the software and so that it matches your uh, your. Um, your use or, or your your use at that moment at that uh, mm. so I, I have the impression that um, it's it's this kind of uh, solution where you can go back in control uh, um, um, not have always you know this sort of uh, romantic idea of raising awareness of citizens so that uh, at a certain time they it's also very comfortable, as you were saying, to uh, not care uh, about uh, that. Then, if I may add some mm-hmm. reflection, you you certainly very involved also in this uh, uh, discussion ar- around the artificial intelligence and uh, how uh, more than the thermostat mm-hmm. that just uh, uh, with machine learning is learning your habits and adapting to your habits. Uh, when people are talking about uh, um, governance, for example, based on algorithm, um, there is a, an issue here, which is how, um, for me, and uh, it's a simple way to, to take this very deep and large and philosophical mm-hmm. question, but um, is that um, you, you, see peop- you see users that says, I won't be reasonable. Because because my family is living in Argentine and uh, and uh, and if I can take the plane four times a, uh, a year, uh, I'm just quoting a friend of mine. I will go because because uh, it's more important to see my family, uh, uh, even if I know that it's totally unsustainable. So I need to be a little bit obliged. I need to be a little bit controlled. I can at a certain time sign for. Let's say you want to stop smoking. It's a pain in the neck stopping to smoke or losing weight. So you try to engage into a situation which is a little bit uh, a constraint. And I give you a concrete example. Um, um, You know, our brain is adapting to temperature very slowly. Uh, um, Last week it was very hot here and today is pretty chilly. And... um, um, uh, when you come back from a, a warm or a cold country, you used to read that your brain is need a, two weeks a little bit to adapt a big change of temperature. So I, I thought that my family uh, could adapt to a lower temperature, um, but need time for that. It's, it's like a diet, a temperature diet. And uh, without saying it to anybody, I decrease by 0.2 degree uh, in uh, in autumn the temperature of the house every week. 
or very two weeks. Um, so uh, it was about 20, the, uh, 20 degree in our house. And little by little, you know, uh, every time losing uh, 0 0.2 degree, I, I arrived to uh, 17.6. Not a big deal, but still uh, 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 quite an effort. I would mm -hmm. never add the possibility to uh, uh, get an agreement from my family uh, to do that. So, um, but I engage them. It was not very fair because they were they did not sign for that. But I, I engage them for a dieting, uh, an energy dieting process, and I can tell you that nobody noticed it. Because they get accustomed to that. So mm -hmm. here it's, it could be an algorithm. I was the, the sort of <laughs> very low tech, um, uh, algorithm that uh, engage you into an energy diet. And, uh, this is also a process which mm -hmm. is a sort of in between. You can, you can, um, go for a, a sort of, uh, a process, uh, uh, um, a journey in revisiting your routines mm. and in, in changing your way of living. That's, it's a beautiful example. Um, one th I would like to pick up on something that you mentioned earlier, Ron, in, your, um, in, our, in our chat, is that um, you basically said there's no such thing as endless improvements. And there, there's, there's a point where you do better and then um, it starts to decrease the amount that you can do better because there is a limit to um, to doing your best, I, I, I would say. So, which is, I think, also in, in the Circular South project, um, the, the partners who were dealing with the, with the nudging, but also ones dealing with the community, um, kind of started to realize also that um, how do you keep people engaged, not just on the right track, yeah, but for example, if you uh, lay out the the reward system that incentivizes people to do better, um, how do you design it in such a way that even if the amount that you can do better decreases, you can still keep people engaged, right? So there's there's an intrinsic reward that people might have or a drive, you would say, to to improve the, upon their behavior, and that's probably the reason why they participated in the project in the first place. Um, but then after a while, there's, as you mentioned, there's there's other stuff coming in, and it feels like okay, we're not gonna, we're not doing it for the money because we're not saving a lot on it. We're doing it for the planet, or we're doing it for uh, I don't know what. But there's um, there's another driver or incentive at at work there. So I guess what I'm getting to is that how a, a big question remains after all the nudging debates, etc. How can you make the effect endure of the behavioral change? Is it a moment of learning, an aha moment, and people say, oh, I get it, and after a while they, mm -hmm. they go back to their old ways? Um, or is it something that you continuously need people to, re be, uh, to remind them of? Or uh, should you focus less on the individual and much more on the group and focus on... Um, Something that I've also experimented with in the project on on competition, uh, etc. So there's there's a variety of strategies that you might employ. What in your experience are some of the more um, successful strategies in this respect that that keep people on the right track of um, perhaps not infinite mm. but definitely continuous? So first answer: not nudging. 
no nudging. So nudging <laughs> is really the pain in the neck. It's really, it's, it's not efficient. It doesn't last. I mean, it has been studied and studied. And also, I will not talk longer than that, but it's, it's, uh, its success is cynical. Is because uh, with little nudge, you seems to be able to fool people and to make them change behaviors um, uh, uh, against their their willingness, their appetite, their their pleasures, and so on and so on. And um, uh, there is a sort of uh, scenic approach that uh, the same scenic approach that marketing is having to push consumption. So, uh, um, um, and, and for the bad or for the good, and I think for the good for me, it doesn't work. How it works once and doesn't work more. So I think that um, one important thing is to embed the, the, the new behaviors into... Um, the, the materiality of the services, uh, the affordance of our material and service, service environment. So um, uh, mm. uh, a car, for example, is designed to be used individually. You can have, uh, uh, you can make a taxi about it, you can share it, uh, etc. But you see, you have to equip the car if the car is not very... Well done for that. It's not a, it's not a bench. A bench in a public garden is much more designed for being shared, being used. It's not always easy. Uh, sometimes it is destroyed. Sometimes it is dirty. So so so. But it's more designed for that. And here, um, I have the impression that what we should is to design. Uh, object, as we were discussing before, giving some examples, uh, object services and so on and so on, which affordance is to uh, reduce, uh, to raise awareness, to show, to, for example, to give visibility to, uh, instead of hiding uh, the energy uh, consumption. So that's probably uh, one. Um, how do you keep people engaged? Um, our dream is that, uh, you know, we, 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 we find a pill or a, a treatment that suddenly makes someone reasonable uh, and, uh, and that it will go on. You have made an investment, uh, money or, or educative investment. So the, the investment that lasts are the investments of primary education or, or, or you know, sometimes uh, some... Um, some transformative event that happened in your life because, because suddenly you recognize another life, you, you change completely, but uh, it's not so easy to make it happen uh, massively. So maybe we should be a li little bit more um, humble in that. When you are growing carrots, uh, if you don't take care of your garden, if you don't put seeds every year, the carrots will, will not come back, or a little bit, but not that uh, in order to feed your family. So uh, here, again, 
um, um, probably we have to keep people engaged. So it, it's uh, it, it's uh, like a show, like like. Uh, uh, I mean, if you if you show always the same uh, cinema or the same movie or the same theater, then people will not uh, stay engaged. So this means that, and that's an issue because this means that uh, um, the apps, for example, we have uh, worked on um, interface of uh, energy controlling device uh, in a, a European uh, research and. We thought that, um, you know, it's uh, uh, smart meters that talk, uh, that give you some advice. You know, um, Nick, you should, uh, you, you, you are taking uh, showers very often and very long and you should change. And if that machine or your bill or your apps is repeating that, uh, uh, it seems to be like the cars that we had in um, the first uh, cars that were uh, talking, uh, uh, saying uh, the, the seat belt of rear seat is not, uh, uh, is not proper fastened. And uh, um, it doesn't work like that with human beings. So we, we were thinking, um, we developed um, the same strategy that maybe your mother was, was dealing with you when uh, trying to raise your awareness on energy use or on eating on, or, or on um, uh, making your homework. So sometimes your, your mother was uh, saying, Unique, you should not do that because it's not good for the planet. And if uh, mm. your mother sees that it's not that it's not changing your behavior. Maybe she will say, Nikki, if you not don't do that, you 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 you, mm. you will not get anything uh, at, for Christmas. Um, um, you you to go from raising awareness to punishment to so here the, the machine the, the smart meter was trying to variate. Is, is way of giving advice, sometimes in a humoristic way, sometimes in a threatening way, sometimes in raising awareness, sometimes in, in, in calling you for your responsibility and so on and so on. And this is how the machine can, uh, in, in a sort of variation of, of uh, the way of serving you the same uh, information, uh, renew and, of course, con contextualize to the fact that you have done, to the fact that it's uh, it's uh, hot or, or warm or or, or cold outside, uh, to what you have done uh, recently uh, in other areas. So, the same way that, in a certain way, a, a normal uh, human being, you, your wife would talk to you or you would talk to her. Um, about energy consumption, so a sort of more uh, democratic something which looked like more democratic discussion. So I am not a gamer, so I'm not very much engaged in, uh, mm. but maybe this is my profile, um, uh, in rewarding and getting points to go to the next level. And okay, that's where, what, what is more interesting, I think, is what enhance, uh, and we recently wrote a, uh, um, a small book called uh, um, High um, um, 
democratic quality design and uh, trying, but not as uh, talking about governance and government and uh, the, the, the democracy, the democracy like like uh, John Dewey uh, was uh, uh, talking about it. So the one mm. hidden in, in is your ther uh, thermostat or your new uh, parking uh, place, uh, enhancing the level of democracy, of dialogue, of exchange between you and your neighbors, uh, or isn't it, uh, or is it preventing that? So, personally, um, I'm not that much, uh, don't feel the sensitivity of, of the gaming, I know that it works, on the other hand, I think that it's very interesting when you engage conversation with peers. We already know that uh, uh, behavior change is, uh, yeah. is, is it's working better when you see your neighbors that has one uh, kid more than you and that is uh, at the same house and is spending less, much less. So then you are concerned yeah. and you feel that it's true. It's not a, a, a top-down advice or... A, you are not feeling, or maybe you're feeling a bit guilty because, but it's a sort of that kind of challenge, but it's a challenge that goes on talking with your neighbor and exchanging and, and mimicking his, his way of living. Mm. I kind of recognize what you say there in terms of how benevolent peer pressure uh, can lead to more conversation. But it's not a, it's not a shaming. It's not, it's not, it's not shaming you. It's, it's exactly. just a, uh, that you, you hand, hence you, you, you create more dialogue. So maybe why your thermostat is, we, Absolutely. we recently, and uh, Grégoire uh, will talk about that uh, also, we recently um, had uh, a development uh, on, on a research project here in, in Wallonia um, on um, how do you um, coordinate within your neighbors, in, in your neighborhood, the use of certain appliances like washing machine or dishwashers. Uh, and that's very connected mm. with the fact that there is energy uh, production, uh, my um, uh, solar production mm. at a certain time. And that, um, uh, sorry, but the, the, the washing machine should not uh, be started any time. It should maybe not be started by you. It should be started by your energy provider or by the, the systems that is controlling the local energy. So. You have to say mm -hmm. so. So, if a relationship with your machine is would be, uh, I need my clothes to be washed tonight, and in the meantime, you can start it when you want. Um, you, you provider mm -hmm. or energy regulator or so, something like that, and um, and that leads also to the fact that you have to negotiate with your your uh, or or to 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 get in dialogue with your neighbors mm -hmm. and. Uh, and that maybe energy consumption is not a private thing; it's a collective thing. So, so it's time to uh, it's time to give bath to your kids because mm. it's uh, sunny, and uh, and uh, and maybe uh, none of your neighbor is using uh, this energy. Mm. But 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 that very aspect, I guess, also changes the the design brief in a certain extent, right? Um, we actually shift from a situation which we say listen, we want to convince person A or B to change his or her behavior. Two, no, no, we want person A or B to have good conversations with their peers so that everybody as a collective starts changing the behavior, which actually changes the, the requirements and, and the, uh, the conditions actually for, uh, or the scene 
in which the challenge is, is set, right? So when it comes to um, this, this more collective focus, mm-hmm. also within the Circular uh, South project, there's there's been some um, experimentation with setting up a, a mm-hmm. so-called energy cooperative. Uh, basically, people investing uh, through, um, in this case, our partner, EcoPower, um, considering it a, a financial investment to invest in sustainable energy, um, but also at the same time becoming responsibilized in managing whatever benefit um, comes from those investments. And so in the future, that group of people uh, that signed up for this energy cooperative will ha- corporation will have to decide how and where to invest the revenues from uh, from their investments. So there's a lot of discussion now, like, okay, how first of all, how do you ensure that those revenues are going to be spent in a in a way that actually benefits the the circular or the or the sustainable goal of this uh, of the project in the long term? Um, and uh, can it go beyond energy as a topic? Um, because after all, energy is connected to uh, material flows, is connected to the way you do your grocery shopping, etc. So. There's a lot of, of questions or, or interesting challenges that pop up once you give people the uh, or responsibility, but also the opportunity to govern their trajectory in such a in such a respect. Do you have any kind of like reflections on on how these um, energy groups, as you might call them, um, are, are are best set up or or um, uh, function uh, in keeping people engaged and on mission, on target? Mm. So it's not easy because as I was, um, I mean, at least the, exp- the, uh, the experience that we had in this uh, uh, project uh, called uh, uh, GAC for Gestion Active de la Charge. So how we have a sort of af- active management of uh, the energy, uh, uh, the quantity of energy that we are consuming and how we exchange on that. I mean, the, the test was made into uh, with with some families uh, into a, a pretty uh, um, uh, rich neighborhood uh, near Brussels, and um, the result were mm. um, a lot of reluctance uh, on um, uh, this collective use of energy, probably because. I mean, the, the, the people were at good income and were not really in a necessity or in the state of mind of mm-hmm. changing their behavior. But also also because, because you know, everything that is uh, uh, coming from outside that could be a loss of my, uh, seen as a loss of my freedom, um, is or, or of my privacy. Uh, we had users that says that with that system that we were proposing different scenarios, with that system, my neighbors will know when I am washing my socks. Gosh, that's, uh, yeah, of course, that's uh, that's a big issue, I guess. Huh? But 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 this is a. Uh, this is probably more, I mean, now I'm, I'm, I'm making fun a little bit of it because I, I thought it was, I mean, the, 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 our little blue planet is burning and people um, have sometimes a bit strange reactions in their comfort. But um, uh, I think that this is more linked to the fact that I was uh, um, mentioning at the end of a, a, a previous uh, point is that 
this means that energy consumption is maybe not anymore um, uh, an individual issue. It's a collective issue. It's a common. Uh, it's like, uh, I mean, and, and, and we have a lot of difficulty to come from this idea uh, that uh, we have our rights, we have paid for that, we have paid for our, our taxes and we have paid for the product that we use and then we, we are free from that. And um, more and more we are coming into a, a world where uh, all the, 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 the resources uh, should be seen as common. Uh, and, and a common is, by definition, some things that you cannot manage alone. So you cannot improve the quality of the air of your city alone. We have to do it all together. And therefore, maybe uh, a big uh, shift into uh, energy issues or, or water consumption is that, of course, it, it's clearly a common but we have to learn how to manage the commons, uh, how to collectively manage these resources. So, I don't know, if, if we take the example of, uh, you know, when, when you are more owners uh, of apartments in the same building, there is this sort of, I don't know how to say in English, this uh, sort of uh, meetings with the co-owners, huh? And generally, mm -hmm. I don't know uh, in your mm -hmm. place, but uh, from my uh, French background, uh, uh, co-owners' uh, meetings are uh, generally uh, fights <laughs> between neighbors. They are not uh, very... Uh, so we have maybe to learn uh, how to... Uh, uh, and to learn and install the conversation and install the understanding and, and, and make... Uh, services, products, and infrastructures that, which affordance is that we, we collaborate easily. I mean, take a, a washing machine. The washing machine is, in our culture here in Belgium, is something that you've got on your own. Um, in, in Switzerland or in Canada, uh, very often it's something that is in the basement. So for us, is, uh, is a bit strange um, in general, so that we will share, we will put our dirty pants in the same washing machine as the dirty pants of the neighbors. We can be shocked by that. Yeah? Uh, generally, when I talk about that with my student, I say, when you go on a, a five-star hotel, if you go, and you get your cloth watch. Do you think that there is one washing machine per, per room? So to you, you have a, your own washing machine? No, they are all washed together. Um, <laughs> and point. also, um, how would you react if uh, every apartment we, we, which have, we, will have its own elevator? You will find it stupid. So, uh, so you share the elevators and maybe... Uh, it's not a big deal to share a lot of things and, and the sharing economy, the booming of a sharing economy shows that, that uh, I mean, when we start to work on that, uh, um, 
um, let's say 20 years ago, uh, we were saying there are so many vacant uh, apartments in the cities so that people could maybe rent them or uh, leave them for other people's and uh, and people and, and the reaction where people laughing said you are really dreamers uh, or sustainable dreamers and so on and so on and and. Uh, and uh, some big American uh, <laughs> company networks uh, uh, start to uh, organize in a clever way this, uh, this uh, intensification of use of apartment, and that is killing all uh, hotel now. So uh, you see, the, there is, uh, mm. I mean, I think there is a reluctance, but we have to learn, and, and recently uh, the chain, big, this big change for me, maybe I'm optimistic. I like people in general. I'm 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 a positive and 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 uh, I'm trusting uh, people that they they we can solve our problems. But maybe not easy to be so optimistic at the time now. But I think that uh, I mean this is my value, a strong value for me, and um, I have the impression that. Uh, Mm, a lot of things are evolving in the good sense. So here in energy, we have to learn that energy is not something that I purchase and I can use uh, as I can. It's something which is basically more something which is working uh, collectively uh, at a local scales, which is co-produced and co-used. So we'll learn and it will be nice. Speaking of, of, of people, uh, Francois, as you already mentioned, uh, working in a, in a collective or in a collaborative fashion involves including people from, from all walks of life with sometimes very different agendas or things that they feel are important, etc. Um, in, in terms of energy and, and a lot of the, the circular challenges, I would say in general, um, even objectively speaking, you could say for certain groups, there is more to gain than for others. Uh, depending on what you consider uh, gaining. Um, when it comes to the, the diversity of people involved or um, levels of inclusion, um, have you come across like good examples which you say, okay, this is where really people from all walks of life partake in the same kind of effort, perhaps in different ways, but at least they, they enter in a, into a dialogue about this issue and perhaps through this issue also on other things. And because a lot of times you see one group forming a cohort uh, and another group forming a cohort, uh, for example, uh, because of uh, a socioeconomic divide or whatever. Um, but still, there's 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 at least a challenge, the collective challenge uh, that should draw us all in the same direction. So how do we include as many people as possible um, in these um, these, not just energy groups, but collective efforts uh, in general. Do we follow a different approach for each target group or do we find a common interest and, or do we have to translate those common interests perhaps differently to, um, to bring into the fold these different uh, groups? Uh, I don't see why um, we should find common ways. So, um, especially because after um, some decades of individualization of consumption where you can nearly build your own customized product to your own use uh, for direct marketing that goes to the refine, refine 
diversity of people. But anyway, it's certainly not the, the, the moment where people, I mean, it's a big shift for people to, <clears throat> to cluster and to, to get similar solution when, when they benefit from decades, recent decades of individualization, uh, also super individualization. Um, but also, um, there is no reason why. I, I remember when, when uh, 30 years ago, uh, we, we were beginning to talk about uh, uh, sustainability issues, and I, I was curating, uh, not 30, but 25 years ago, uh, an exhibition in, um, in La Villette in, in, on, on packaging. And it was about the, the production of packaging uh, in Paris, in the Cité des Sciences et de l'Industrie, and, um, uh, and on, of course, the beginning, the, the, the emerging uh, recycling, reusing, re, 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 uh, the, uh, of packaging. And yeah. the discourse at that time was saying, oh, it's a, the... the the, the, the second part of a life of packaging is very complicated. Can, can we make it simple? And I was saying, why should it be less complicated than the first part of his life? So we have a very complicated logistic uh, uh, identification, uh, uh, customization process. So probably the, the second part of a life will be as complicated and, and, uh, and maybe not complicated, but complex. Uh, we, ha we have an issue, uh, Western countries with complexity. You know, we, we mix them a little bit often with, with complicated mm -hmm. and uh, with the, ten the, the temptation to make it more, more simple, uh, to simplify, you know, things to mm -hmm. city administration. And when, when you, you are looking at uh, leaves in, in, in biology, it's very complex and you you say oh wow it's wonderful nature is so complex but when you are talking about an administration you say oh, it's too complicated we have to make it more simple but why 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 the hell an, an administration a ministry should be a simple thing i mean to 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 take care about uh, so many different people living in a city in a country um is, is normal, that it's not, uh, that it's complex and complexity is beautiful and it is not uh, something complicated. Um, and um, yeah, for uh, energy, I think that's also good news for the, 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 the market, if I maybe uh, take my hat of uh, uh, economical development, is that there is the necessity to uh, make all these services, all the, I, I will not, maybe you, you have developed one apps in Circular South and maybe I will uh, go and, 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 mm -hmm. and live there, but I will take another apps because I, I'm, I'm playing, I'm, I'm, I'm cooking, I'm not playing the violin. You, you have developed the apps for people who don't care mm -hmm. and I'm caring and uh, uh, I, I, I need another uh, language. And, and that's, for me, uh, um, of course, that doesn't need to be a multiplication of stuff and, and uh, turning into an obese society, but um, uh, making sure that, and 
I mean, information technology is so smart for that. I mean, it's certainly one of his uh, good capabilities to adapt uh, easily and in a light way mm. to uh, to to uh, the settings to to people which are very different one for another. So. I think it's, it's it's good work also for for the design uh, freaks. Um, they have to uh, uh, imagine uh, services and apply uh, appliances and and uh, application that uh, are able to um, follow our difference. We should not flatten this difference. It's a it's a um, uh, it's not biodiversity, diversity is social diversity, and this is a wealth, this is a strength, this is a richness. We should we should mm. keep it. We should enhance it yeah. in a certain way. Good point. I um, perhaps on a, as you're coming to a, to a close here, I'd like to um, share with you um, a thought that that we discussed within the Circular South project as well. I, I think we touched upon it before we even started the project, and we come back to it afterwards as well. And that is that if you gather people around a certain goal, in this case was involving them in an experiment in which they would get, learn some tips and tricks and get some tools in order to shift their behaviors, whether it was on energy, on water consumption, on uh, reuse of materials, on waste, etc., shift them in a more sustainable or a more circular direction. That was kind of the key key goal of the project. So you gathered people around that goal. Uh, to notice then that um, a lot of people signed up to be part of the project for sometimes very different reasons. Some, of course, were motivated by the same goals, but for others, it was also merely, I wouldn't say an excuse, but they were also driven by the social aspect of meeting their neighbors. <laughs> it was an excuse to meet their neighbors, basically. Uh, which, of course, was the first stepping stone in then helping them to understand some of the issues that uh, that we cared about as a, as a project. Um, for others, it was, okay, uh, we kind of fancy playing around with new technology. So for us, that for them, that was the kind of uh, entry point uh, to the project. Uh, which leads me to the kind of idea that on the one hand, you can follow this approach in which you say, okay, there's this goal that we gather people around it. Or you could say, no, we're going to gather people around a more emerged, uh, emergent set of common interests and then connect the topics such as energy, such as waste, et cetera, to all of these issues that already they share as, as kind of things that they feel are important. But it leads to a very different design um, of a project and of a of a process that that that's accompanied by. How do you look at at both approaches, um, Francois? Well, um, I'm not sure that I get the, the difference between the uh, the what we were discussing before, because in a certain way, I was advocating for um, the, the possibility to. Um, uh, to to keep this diversity and and to answer this diversity, mm. so um, we know that um, uh, such a, a program like Circular South, uh, um, in order to meet its public, should probably um, uh, 
in certain times uh, uh, satisfy the techno freaks and in certain times uh, um, satisfy the, the, the people who feel guilty to stay on earth or the people who uh, want to socialize and, and for which uh, energy issues is a pretext to take a, a, a coffee with their neighbors. So I have the impression, mm. I mean, um, in, in um, five years ago, we were working on another European uh, project called um, um, Spread uh, Sustainable Lifestyle 2050. And it was, I did not say it right, it was Sustainable Lifestyles with an S at the end, 2050. Mm. And, um, yes. And that was the point, uh, main point of this program, is once to say that uh, we tend to oppose or we tend at that time to oppose what is the sustainable lifestyle to the, all the other unsustainable lifestyle. And the point of this research was to um, invent um, different way of being sustainable. Um, uh, sometimes it's... Um, uh, we, we, in, in an exhibition called Sustainable Every Day that we, we curated uh, 20 years ago uh, in, mm. in Milan at the Triennale, they, we had uh, uh, at least four ways of, uh, four scenarios. One was the, 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 uh, the slow for for slow food uh, for for uh, taking care getting involved uh, uh, becoming an expert in cooking or in in energy uh, production and so on and so on and and the opposite was the fast the fast not the fast food the 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 fast because I want a fast solution because m I'm playing the violin and and this is my interest in life and I'm not interested in that I don't mm. want to spend time but I can I, I would like to have a sustainable service which make it easy for me uh, to as if I would be live in a sustainable hotel for example and. The third uh, alternative scenario to the current one for the, to, to have fourth was the co-op scenario. So how do you uh, 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 enhance collaboration or, or even uh, it's a pretext for collaboration uh, between the, the people? So you had at least these three uh, directions and this was already very, very... Uh, Elementary and, and, and not very refined, huh? uh, but all had their way of engaging. And probably recently, we are, we we, are, we just started a, a, a project uh, for uh, Lille Metropolis on reduction of water and behavior change of of users on for inhabitants from the metropolis of Lille, mm -hmm. and. Probably one of the key issues of our proposal to to the, 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 this uh, this bid was that um, we should not develop uh, a series of solutions, but we should develop, uh, including products, services, and, and and public policy. But we should mm -hmm. develop uh, uh, a series of public of product modules of of service modules and policy modules that you can recombine uh, to to get your own customized way of reducing your your water consumption so and and that's maybe also yeah. very interesting for people uh, i mean to you know to 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 get your own 
story. So that could be very engaging uh, for for people. Absolutely. Yeah, I, th I think that that way you leave the uh, you you cherish the diversity, and at the same time you you provide something concrete that that yeah, people exactly. can build their own narrative around. Definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And maybe you know what? Just just to echo your last word, um, um, if if your energy consumption is a narrative, as you say, and I think it's a beautiful word, then um, you 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 should make available the narratives of others. Uh, you should. That's that's very important. Uh, uh, you can get inspired by the narratives of others, um, and. That's, of course, there are issues of privacy, but very often working in that environment, we understand that people get inspired by each other. But the difficulty is that, I mean, on certain aspects uh, of your life, it's totally private or it's supposed to be private or it's the habit that it is private and you don't access. Uh, I, I give you a, a very small examples that uh, I make with my design student is that I ask them at the beginning, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching design and sustainability sometimes, and um Uh, but more as a reflection than a technical uh, stuff. And I ask them to describe their life. And, uh, and always, always, every year, um, we discover in the class of uh, 25 people that one is taking 20 minutes shower. And, and, um, <laughs> and guess what? Um, He discovered it for the first time because then nobody discuss about that. Uh, it's not some things that, I mean, it may happen that you discuss with your kids, with your neighbors about that, but generally it's a private thing uh, how long you, you stay under the shower. And um, therefore, it's such a private thing that when you ask to people what is the social norms, they don't know. They don't know what is a normal shower. Mm. You know, if, I don't know if I am allowed to say it, if it's politically correct to say that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's important uh, to dare to say what is a normal shower and, uh, or what, what is the normal uh, dirtiness of uh, uh, clothes for which you can make decision that it should be washed. Things that uh, if your shirt that you wear today is white, Or if it's black, you will not wash it in the same way. Uh, you will see that it's dirty uh, uh, first if it's white, and, and you see it less when it's black. So we are um, uh, here. It's it's really I think uh, this kind uh, um, <clears throat> of example where where we can um, you know. Um, 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 see uh, our, our different behaviors um, uh, and get inspired by my students, the, 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 the student who, who we, every year is taking 20 minutes shower, uh, is feeling a bit ashamed because all the other ones say, oh, 20 minutes, that's a lot, and so on and so on. But It could he probably was in a family of 20 minute shower uh, showering family and uh, and nobody <laughs> was was putting that in discussion and 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 finally he said yeah maybe I'm out of a norm and, and I should change uh, but but you should have said it before yeah I, I think what, what you what it shows is that it emphasizes once more I would say that 
the meat of the result is in the discussions that uh, that get triggered uh, in, in in a lot of these collective efforts, right? It's not just about the objective measurable results, but a lot also about these these anecdotal elements almost. Um, and we've we've come across quite a few of them in the uh, in the Circular South project as well. Anything ranging from uh, certain people have, have found very nifty ways of um, reducing food waste, and others have uh, find uh, amazing ways to uh, to reduce their water consumption that probably others didn't uh, uh, touch upon, or that students felt like by the the way that their um, rental contracts. Uh, were made up they had uh, little to no control over the, how they were allowed mm. to deal with their waste uh, so th these were also learnings that that came up that where i think there, there can be very um, structural discussions that can take place on the basis of that but i guess in general i would say that that sharing and building these narratives collectively or collaboratively it opens up avenues of opportunity for the behavioral change that they would like so much so uh Mm. Um, yeah, I, I guess we're uh, coming mm. full circle in what we've said before, and that it's about the discussions that get triggered as much as about the uh, the measurable change that we uh, that we can sense. Thank you so much, Francois. Thank you to you. It was a nice conversation. 